AM 1220, The Word. Welcome back to Living the Word. My name's Glenn Mertz. Had a chance to catch up with Mark Griffin from In His Name HR. And I thought I'd share that conversation with you today on Living the Word. Well, Mark, let's start out a little bit by uh, talking about your company. It's called In His Name HR, Christian Business Consulting. Tell us about that. Well, Glenn, my name is Mark Griffin. I have a human resource consulting uh, firm, and, and we do human resource consulting. I've been in human resources for well over 20 years. I've worked for big companies like Quaker Oats Company and Merck. And uh, um, about one year ago, I made a decision to step out in faith and start a, a, a human resource consulting firm to help specifically Christian-owned businesses and nonprofits with their HR I additionally uh, help people with career coaching as well. Well, as you mentioned, you started a year ago, and we spoke then. Um, you've come uh, a, a long way since then. Is that correct? We have come a long way. I, I am just so excited because God has been so faithful. Again, I stepped out on faith in the, uh, you know, the, the worst economy in the history of the United States. Starting a uh, um, consulting firm, a lot of my friends and colleagues thought I was crazy, but I believe God put this in my heart. I've been able to uh, help a variety of different clients. I have a, a lot of long-term contracts with companies and, and several nonprofits. Some other things we've been able to accomplish this year, too, is I, I just authored a book that's out on Amazon on May 1st. Mark, this, um, this work environment right now, this job market, is, is crazy. What, what's going on? It is, it is really crazy, and I think that's something I, I, I wanted to talk to you and talk to your listeners about today. And, you know, what, what's really on my heart is the fact that we are living in tumultuous uh, business times. And I coach these business leaders and to be um, real welcoming to their employees, to help their employees, to develop a kingdom-minded organization. But really what I wanted to talk about a little bit today is, is the people that are in the jobs, the people that are discouraged, the people that are laid off, that they do need to know there is a hope and a future and that there is a way out of this. And I've watched many people, although get laid off, end up ultimately in a much better place now. Mm. It's easy to give up, though. It is easy to give up, but I don't think God wants us to give up. I, I think God has empowered us with so many tools, with so many resources, with so many different ideas. But the, 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 the thing is, is we just need to embrace, and we need to understand and get over that we're living in a new career normal. There, yeah. it's, it's not the way that our parents had or our grandparents had it. Yeah. Well, how can we adjust to that? Because like you said, uh, you know, my father gets out of school, he has a job, and he has that job till he retires. Uh, that doesn't happen today. You, I don't know how many jobs people go through or different careers, but we almost have to constantly be educating ourselves, don't we? We, we do. We have to constantly be educating ourselves. You know, it's interesting. My, I, I have a 24-year-old and I have a 17-year-old, and they're watching their parents, um, who are both 45, go back to college. My mm -hmm. wife is going back to get her bachelor's degree in nursing. She has, a, she has an RN degree. And I've gone back, not only do I have a master's degree, but I've gone back to become a practitioner in the MBTI instrument. So you can't stop getting yourself educated. That, that, that's not going to work. You have to continually hone your skills. Mm. What happens 
if Christ is not in the workplace today, Mark? I, I think I think it's tough. I, I, I think it's really tough. The only thing that's consistent for most employees in their lives is their workplace. And that that's really where I get excited about what I'm doing to help these companies because you look at the average Joe that works on second shift. They might have an issue with their spouse. There's drinking issues. There's the economy issues. There's political. They're losing their homes. We have an aging society. All our parents are getting older and they need care. So really the workplace is the only comfort that we have left for employees and for people. Yeah. You you talk about that new career normal, and, and let's look at it from the perspective of the owner, because he would have to be thinking now that with continued education, with people not staying within a job, that he's going to have to make adjustments in his company because he knows that his employees may not be sticking around that much longer. So it's a little bit of the opposite of people fearing for their jobs, which they do today. I understand that. But there's also that other dynamic where it seems that the boss has to look at his employees and go, listen, I'm, I'm going to need to have people come in here and fill in because I never know when somebody's going to be leaving too, right? Uh, to an extent. But what I'm finding is uh, as these companies start developing stronger relationships with their employees, the employees don't want to leave. Mm. Uh, it, it's quite frankly, most employees in companies are fearful to leave the company that they're already at. True. And, 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 you know, I help many organizations with recruitment and you'd be blown away with how many great candidates we find that are currently working that are reluctant to leave their current position and their current company because mm. they're afraid. They're yeah. afraid of leaving and then get laid, laid off of the new organization. So I think if you develop that trust and that understanding with your employees that, hey, it's going to be tough. Hey, sometimes we're going to have to take pay cuts. Hey, we're the owners, and we're going to suffer a little bit too. But when the employees don't see their owners suffering, and they only see that the owner's taking advantage of the employees, that's when they lose the trust. So when we look at this from a kingdom-minded perspective then, we should end up having a sense of peace no matter what then, right? We should have a sense of peace. Uh, we should have, when, when we're making the right decisions and, and, and we're supporting our employees um, with good goals and good objectives and helping them grow and, and develop, uh, because most employees want to do well, but many employees that I talk to just don't know how to do well because their leadership's not guiding them. Mark, when you go into a company and you talk to them about setting values... And, and they have them set, they have the goal set, and for whatever reason, maybe it's the economy, maybe it's the environment that they're in, they start straying from those values. What happens then, and then how do they get back? It, it really polarizes the organization, and that's what's great about my, my role, is I'm able to kind of negotiate with the leadership and the hourly group and bring some resolution on how the hourly folks are seeing it. And, you know, sometimes, I hate to say it, but they're right. They're seeing some things that the ownership's doing that's really wrong. And I've brought those things to owners, and really when they're faced with it, many times they make the adjustment. If they're not willing to make the adjustment and they're just being hypocritical in their actions, it's typically somebody that I'm not going to be working with for a long term. Yeah. It just... Uh so we uh, know right now, how can people get a hold of you, and how can people get this all uh, set up in their organization? 
Well, uh, people can simply call me at 717-572-2183. That's 717-572-2183. Or they can go to my website, inhisnamehr.com. And again, I provide uh, services, human resource services for uh, Christian-owned companies, 50 or more employees or nonprofits. Or if you have a listener out there that's struggling in their career, don't know what it is that they want to do, uh, they can contact me, and I also do career coaching uh, from a Christian perspective. You know, I'm fortunate with technology. I have clients that are receiving career coaching that are in other states uh, because I can use Skype, I can use FaceTime, and it, it, it's very effective. There, uh, in the book of Joshua, Mark, uh, he says that, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Uh, there's no reason why a business can't say the same thing. As for me and my business, we will serve the Lord. Is there? No, no. There's they they really should be, and that's um, that's really where I come in to help the business owners. And there seems to be a sense of relief when I help them because one of the first things that we do working together is re- revisit their mission, their vision, and their values. And I really promote that they put in that mission that they're a company founded on biblical principles or they're a company uh, that Bible-believing. And then we talk with about that with the hourly employees before we go final with the document. And, you know, it's a, it's a great time to take a stance for the Lord. It's not something illegal. You're making a statement that's truth. Mm-hmm. And that really helps let the community know as well, because there's a lot of research out there that says that, People, customers, gravitate strongly towards Christian-owned businesses. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, there's there might be some business people out there that go, oh, I, I thought it was illegal to do something like that. I, I can't put in my mission statement or my, you know, my vision statement that that we're based on biblical principles. I mean, what if I have atheists that that work for me? Uh, wouldn't I be, you know, violating the law somehow? How, how should they view this? No, absolutely not. They're not violating the law. Um, by including it in the statement that the owners are claiming that they are founded. They're simply stating a fact. And when we discuss that with hourly employees or uh, lower-level management employees, it's astonishing how welcoming they are to it, even if they're non-believers, because they're saying, hey, I knew that the owners were Christians, and I think it's pretty cool that they're willing to take a stand for their faith. But we also explained, I had one, one employee say, hey, I don't believe in that. I don't want that in there. And I said, you don't have to believe in it. It's just saying what the owners believe and how the company was founded. Oh, okay, I understand. I don't have to believe it, but it is the way that the company's founded. Yep, that's, that's how it works. And it, it gets everybody around the concept of why the company's there. Yeah, it's, it's different than requiring everybody to be part of a Bible study, right? Exactly. Yeah. Is that would would that be illegal? That would be illegal, wouldn't it? That that would absolutely be illegal if you if you mandated uh, Bible study attendance. I I also coach leadership that if you do want to have a Bible study, it's best that you don't have a leader in the management team leading the Bible study because it may give employees the impression that it's it's uh, required. Mm. So when a company has Christ-centered values, how does that affect then the customer? It's, it's actually very, very cool when they include it in their, in their uh, website 
when they include it in their in the lobby as a handout to give to customers. I, I worked with one company that there were a lot of salespeople that were resistant. They they did business in the Middle East and they were afraid that they'd offend people. And ultimately, over a two year period, they did much better and got much better feedback than if they didn't do it. And the the Muslims weren't offended by it. The Jewish folks were not offended by it. it. It was just, you know, a statement of where the company was founded. Uh, you know, you bring up a good point there because a lot of companies today, well, they say business now is all global. Uh, so what you're going to have to be dealing with a lot of different countries, and you might run into conflicts with, with religions, but but don't back down then, right? No, you don't back down. I, I mean, it's... it's, it's um, we're called to do it. I, I mean, we're, we're called to sell everything and That's follow true. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So including it in a mission statement, I think, is probably the least thing that we could do to honor our Lord and Savior. Um, there, I, I know of some companies that have gone so far, and I, I don't necessarily advocate it, but there's some companies that include tracks with everything that they ship. Mm. And uh, it gives a salvation message, and it goes real deep. So... There are some companies going real far. I, I try to keep it close to, you know, uh, letting people know, but not being over the top. Mark, take us through uh, the steps, if you would, please. Uh, I, I'm a business. I contact you. And what happens after that? Typically what happens is we, we either have a, uh, several phone calls or a couple meetings. I get to know them. They get to know me. And if they engage me and we decide that we're going to work together, typically the first step is I spend about uh, 10 to 20 hours doing an audit of all their HR practices. I I look at their recruitment process, their benefit programs, and then I report back to the executive team, here's a report on where you are with all your programs and your processes, and here's how I think I can help you. Now, what's interesting is it's not all about building a kingdom company and a high-performing organization from the, from the HR perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm very big on finding cost savings. I just recently worked with a, with a nonprofit that was very hesitant to bring me in. They didn't work with a lot of outside consultants, uh, but they saw my, my love for the Lord. They brought me in. And after working with their benefits programs and looking at the way that their cost structure was through their brokers, we were able to make some changes, and we're gonna we are gonna save them six figures over a period of time. Wow, that's good. And all, all because they're great people, they just don't have the business experience of managing benefits. Yeah. Well, the the, the other piece I'll add to that is. I don't make money from that. Any any of the savings, I don't get a percentage. I don't bring in my own people to make a percentage. I'm not a broker. I, I just have a flat hourly rate arrangement. Mm. Well, I think uh, people that, that, as you talk about nonprofits, maybe getting into ministry or starting their own business, you know, they know the product. They know the, the business side of it as far as, you know, what they want to sell or what they want to accomplish. But there's there's so much more to business, and HR is one of those areas where I think a lot of people are kind of, for lack of a better word, kind of ignorant in. Would you agree with that? Yes, yes. I, I, I there, There's a lot of unqualified people working in human resources. Yeah. And there's whole... Uh, colleges that have programs that you major in human resources. I, I, I majored in human resources, and I have a master's degree in business administration. So 
I've taken uh, two executive level programs at the University of Michigan. So I'm highly qualified in human resources, and that's typically what I find is I go into an organization, they really don't have any structure in place, and I don't want to make them nervous or scared, but if they ever got audited by the state, uh, state of Ohio, state of Pennsylvania, state of New York, wherever the business is, uh, they may be in some uh, deep trouble. Yeah, I was going to say there's a danger in not knowing exactly what you should be doing because there's a lot of laws that uh, are out there that if you don't have a good uh, HR person in there, uh, you might end up breaking some laws you didn't even know existed. Yes, and and the current administration that we have in, in office in, in Washington, D.C., is not hesitant to, to levy the fines. Uh, years ago, they were a little bit easier to work with. OSHA was easier to work with. They would come in, you'd be able to negotiate the fines if they found issues. Mm. Now there, there's been executive orders from the White House that there is no negotiations. When they find the issues, you will pay the fines. Yeah. I mean, people don't even know there, there's notices that you need to post in your workplace. There are notices. And if you don't have the notices, you're not compliant. There's there's certain doc, hiring documents you need to have in place. Mm-hmm. There's certain uh, HIPAA regulations that you have to follow in regards to medical information. There's a, a, a lot of information that, that I find that clients have on uh, their application forms mm-hmm. that are discriminatory that shouldn't be on there. Yeah. So I help them rewrite an application that, that's applicable and meaningful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. Sitting in the recruiting process and you're doing an interview and you ask the wrong question, you could have a lawsuit on your hands. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's one thing my firm is, is awesome with is, is recruitment because we are very well connected to uh, hundreds of Christian business leaders on LinkedIn. We have a huge presence on our Facebook page and Twitter. And whenever we do recruitment for organizations, all, all uh, my network is advised to those positions yeah. that are available. We have a, a team of recruiters that work with me that screen applicants, do phone screens, and make sure that we're bringing the right candidate in so the clients don't have to spend any time reviewing or meeting with candidates. They, they only get the final candidate that fits their job spec. We, we live in a time where that area between management and employees is very sensitive, isn't it? It is. It, it is a sensitive time. This new career normal that you talk about, Mark, is this something that we just have to get used to, or can it change again? I don't think it'll, it, it, it'll change. Um, you know, I went through outplacement with a company called Lee Heck Terrace about 10 years ago. I, I lost my job through a reorganization with the Kodak Corporation. And James uh, Kraft was our leader in, that, uh, in, in Lee Heck Terrace. And he told us that, you know, the world was changing and that we'd have many jobs and we should find other jobs to supplement our income. Start an eBay business. Start an online business. Start a side consulting business. Do tutoring. Buy a franchise. Do a variety of things. And, you know, I kind of snickered 10 years ago. I hate to admit it. and thought, no, I want to work for a company for the next 30 years and retire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, James was right. He he was a visionary. He saw it ten years ago. I certainly believe it today. Mm. I think that's why, like like you mentioned earlier in our conversation, I, I think our our colleges are starting to fill up with a lot of older adults today because they're they're finding a need. Hey, I, I'm going to have to do something different here. 
Yeah, and and the requirements for education is changing. Like I said, my wife's a wonderful RN. She works on oncology. She's well qualified, but she understands that at some point within the next five years, the the, the hospital systems are going to require all nurses to have a BSN. Mm. So rather than wait to be told, she's being progressive in getting uh, that degree now. Many older people will argue that the degree doesn't add any value. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your opinion is. They're going to require it. You need it, or you're not going to be working there. Yeah. So yeah, you're rather right. than fight it, just just get it done. Do it in the most cost-effective way, and and do it. You know, we're called to do everything as working for the Lord. Yep. Well, look at your business in, in HR. I mean, if you didn't keep up with it, um, you would be in, in serious trouble, wouldn't you? Yes, absolutely. It's a continual learning process. In his name, HR. Now, Mark, you've got a phone number and a, and a web. You got a good website too, and people can yes. go to that. It's uh, www.inhishisnamehr.com. You can sign up there for blog updates. You can sign up for podcasts. You can sign up if you subscribe. You get any job opening that I have that that we're recruiting for. And, again, a lot of the companies that we are recruiting for are Christian-owned organizations. They they love connecting and prospering other Christians. Um, The other thing, you you can go to the website and read my latest blog article, which is on the new career normal. And uh, there's a lot of discussion going on with comments about how people think the, the, the job market has changed. All right. Mark, what have we missed here? What would you like to add? I'd like to just say that um, if, if you're working for a company and, and you're down and out and you're uncertain on the future, that really take time to, to pray, spend time in, in the Word, spend time journaling, li- listen, be patient, and, and wait on the Lord. Li- listen for God. And we, we work for an awesome God. He's going to give you ideas and thoughts on what you need to be working on next, find a good career coach. If you don't reach out to me, find somebody that in the marketplace that has great you know, HR experience and understands the new career normal. But don't give up because God has awesome plans for all of us and things that we would never imagine that we're able to help. He wants us to be prosperous, to grow the kingdom and the churches that we support and the, and, and the communities we live in. And although it is tumultuous business times, I see companies and people just doing phenomenal, phenomenal. But they're encouraged, and they're working for the Lord, and they're doing great. All right, Mark, one more time. Give us your uh, phone number and the website. Phone number is 717-572-2183. And the website is in his name, HR. All right, Mark, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. God bless you, Glenn. Have a great week. You too. AM 1220, the word Mark Griffin, and in his name, HR. We'll take a break.